Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. late but greetings and salutations ladies and gentlemen welcome back to pod is war pod is war is brought to you by the good folks at chair shot radio network in conjunction with the chairshot.com always use your head and you should always use your head and appreciate the content that we provide day in and day out here at the chair shot and the best way to appreciate that and make sure we keep doing it is by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and picking up an official chair shot t-shirt we've got something for everybody we've got hashtag journalism save tag team wrestling if you don't care about the candidates this year we got plat blast 2020 throw some love towards our campaign and many many other great designs for the wrestling fan in your life even if it just so happens to be you again pro forward slash the chair shot the chair it's not just a website folks we're a movement Anywho, I'm Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by my esteemed colleagues, and I, I use that term loosely, Andrew Belaz and the Commissioner PC Tunney. Gentlemen. What's up? Yeah, esteemed is a little different, but Tunney, Tunney, who got the money? How you doing? Because, you know, you've been like kind of sort of gone two weeks. Last week you didn't do a run-in. You run in before that. I guess we can kind of forget about that because that, that, that didn't help. So how you been with your time away? Has it reinvigorated you? Have you come up with more clever quips? Anything to add? You know, has it changed the PC man? I, I'm the same same person you've always known and partially tolerated. Ah, fuck. Okay, back to you, Chris. <laughs> so, you, you, 
And shout out to Big Dave from Attitude of Progression and Bandwagon Nerds for filling in for a PC during those weeks where he was getting his Sid Vicious on. But did you learn nothing from Dave at all about how to moderate? I try not to learn. This is like I, you, you guys. You have you guys watched Two and a Half Men? Yes. So, did you guys ever see the episode where uh, Berta, which was Charlie's maid, she went out of town and she was replaced by Esmeralda, and she was just like the greatest maid ever. Yes. She made the beds, gave him haircuts, put the towels and the little swans and stuff like that. And then Berta came back and it was like, oh damn, I love Esmeralda, but uh, you know we got history with Berta. That that pretty much describes the last couple of weeks with what, Big Dave. What uh, was I supposed to learn? <laughs> what was I supposed to learn? How to moderate. Oh, I I didn't I. Maybe you're unaware that we were nominated for podcast trio of the year, so I thought I'd just keep chugging along. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that because yes, I wasn't the only one on this podcast that was hyping that shit up. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, I didn't. I thought you that, the way you talk about it. The way you talk about it, though, it sounded like it was you, Andrew, and Dave. Like I was supposed to learn something. <laughs> like I didn't like completely edit, cut up, d- direct, produce the all of that entire you know shit. Yep, yep. Change the music. Uh, when we went to breaks, you gave us no breaks. Uh, should I continue? Listen, when directions don't get followed, go on. That's it. Well, well, okay, okay, but we got but a lot to talk about. you've been on this show for three years. You know we have no direction. That is our direction. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before, because we got a lot to, to cover today, because there's been a lot of shit going on in the rap. We do a lot of talking anyway. It's I fine. think you're playing with fire okay. here. No, 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 no. What, what, what exactly do you mean by direction? This is what I wanted. This is a fiery PC. He's yes, not, yes, he's yes, not yes, quite yes. as laid back and, uh, fuck it, you know, do whatever. He's I got, actually, no, I got nowhere to be. To, I got nowhere to be. Did you did did we not give you ten to fifteen seconds between topics to you know put in music and and things that did we not do any of that? Is that what you're saying by by directions? Let's just say I did the best I could. Wow! Wow! Yeah, wow. yeah. You sound like an inner city kindergarten teacher. What is, what the fuck are you saying, man? <laughs> <laughs> I did the best with what I had to work with. <laughs> Not going there. Not going no. there. To the inner city? You got problems yeah. with that? Uh, PC, how could you? I, I would personally, besides all this bullshit that these two are trying to drum up over here, would like to thank Dave for uh, taking care of the show <laughs> and doing a great job. You know I love you, Big Dave. Shout out to Big Dave. And fuck you, Platt. Yeah, no, no, thank you. You're not my type, but I'm flattered. I really am. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. Okay, Jerry. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll fuck me. I, shit, I'd want to fuck me too about you, man. I'm handsome. God. Here we are. Hot <laughs> as war as usual again. <laughs> uh, this, this reminds me of that whole Jay and Silent Bob's shtick where it's just at least goodbye horses isn't playing with Christian going would you fuck me I'd fuck me and he, you know, he does the tuck in Venus de Milo kind of <laughs> I'm just saying man if you were into dudes man you could do a lot worse than me yeah that's true so wrestling <laughs> 
I mean, Patton Oswald always gave me those vibes. I mean, would you rather fuck me or Patton Oswald? No disrespect to Patton, but come on, man. How many times have you met Patton Oswald? Granted, he is yeah. successful, so there's that. No, but where, where's this Patton Oswald story? Like, you hear that, Amber? He... Amber, that's your competition, Patton Oswald. <laughs> <laughs> She'll never sleep more sound ever in her life. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. You go ahead and do whatever you want, baby. I ain't worried. <laughs> yeah, me and Spence about to get it in. <laughs> oh, man, I can't even right no, now. Shout out to Pat Oswald, man. Just fuck with you, man. You are a funny Miller Farmer, man. I'm just talking shit. Pat Oswald. Like, Pat Oswald fucking listens. That would be some shit right there. <laughs> Get a fucking tweet Imagine tomorrow. Pat Oswald retweeting this. Like, you motherfucker. I don't even <laughs> mind. The, I don't even mind the conversation. Just happy to be mentioned on the show finally. <laughs> Big fan. Title. Big fan. That's the title. Uh, Pot is War at Pat Oswald. <laughs> That's a good possibility, actually. That's not terrible, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's the leader in the clubhouse. It is how we don't have anything else at this particular point. Uh, I mean, we're like 15 minutes in. Come on, give us a couple more drinks and a couple more hours. I mean, you know if, you really, if you really need Dave back, I can message him. <laughs> well, we love you, Tony. Just like... Charlie loved Berta on Two and a Half Men. It, it it wasn't the same without you. Shout out to Big Dave though. He did a, a phenomenal job. But it's Tony. Come on, man, Tony. We go back like spinal cords and car seats, man. Berta is family. Can't get rid of family. Yeah. <laughs> it's spinal. Oh God. Yeah. Now, yeah, call Dave. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's take a break and get into topic number one. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, Shield. Hey folks, listen up, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code Chair shot to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. Angrylemonade.net. This is my yard now. Two birds, one stone. Go ahead, visit thechairshot.com, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. But what better way to do a commercial and introduce the next topic? Honestly, Big Dave, shout out to him. He called it. He called it. We, we did the TriCast on Friday, the Friday of SummerSlam weekend. And the next day, he, he messaged me and he said, I think it's Roman Reigns. And you guys seen that. You guys seen that screenshot. So shout out to him. But mm-hmm. personally, Roman came back. And the first thing I could think about is, what are Andrew and Chris going to have to say about this? A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and nobody talks to a horse, of course, unless, of course, the name of that horse is the famous Mr. Ed. Talking about his teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> peanut butter. Well, peanut butter and Wilbur. peanut butter and fishing line, unfortunately, for that horse. Go ahead. Oh, oh Wilbur. I mean, so, yeah, obviously, I popped hard oh, to see Roman back, you know, 
Thank you. Thank you for that. But yeah, I popped hard just to see Roman back. It was good to see him after everything. And what do you guys think about this heel turn that everybody is uh, purporting online? Because what? I'd be cool if it was a Roman heel turn, but what? I don't. I think Roman has always been a heel this whole time, I mean, and I think I've talked about these airways. Okay, Paul. Paul, calm down. Austin, calm down off that. You know, everybody's Cena, booed him, so you know, he's got to be a heel. Explain this to me before we pontificate be further. No, but before we can go further on this, Bray was a heel because he was fucking with Braun and using Alexa against him. Braun shaved his head, joined the clan or something like that, and threw Alexa away to show he's a heel and he's different. How can somebody coming in and beating up a heel and another heel make them a heel? Well, he averaged, he actually joined Travis Bickle. Shout out to uh, oh, cool. Martin Scorsese yeah. nice, and, nice. and Taxi Driver. Yes, thank I mean, you. Thank that, you. That's a good. I, I agree like with that. you. It, it, <laughs> it is, man. It, I'm not. The Joker go remake of Taxi Driver was good too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, damn near beat for beat. Yeah. I got this one. If you need a heel and face. Bray and Braun are the heels, according to PC Tunney. Okay, cool. So, one thing. I, I don't think he came back as a heel, per se. I think he's always been a heel. But when he was beating up Braun and he said, I made you, that's kind of heelish, even though he's absolutely correct. Because, you know, the great, the best heels tell the truth. Speak the truth. And it just pisses people off because they're telling the truth. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I get that. He's talking shit, but he's got a lot of history with Braun. Braun threw him off of a loading dock, tried to murder him multiple times. They had this whole I can kill you better than you can kill me kind of feud for a while, which did make Braun. And the only thing I can see is that they're steering really hard into that skid that before everything kind of came crashing into this weird COVID quarantine and the weird kind of lull he was in before that because, you know, the leukemia came back. But, but before all of the issues that happened around Roman and the world, everybody always popped when he beat the fuck out of somebody. And, and he comes in with that shirt, wreck everyone and leave, which that's, regardless if you want to say it's just a parody off of fucking, you know, Stone Cold's, you know, raise hell and leave or whatever the hell... Who cares? It's a good concept. It works for him. He beat the fuck out of people. People were happy. People popped for a big, good-looking Samoan sex machine motherfucker beating the shit out of two guys. There you go. I had to get that in there. So, uh, the only thing I don't like about this is just shoehorning him into the rematch, quote-unquote, and making it a triple threat at payback. I'm like, why? Like, you could have, you could have turned this into Braun versus Roman for number one contendership or something like that because if Bray only ends up with a weak second title reign and, and it's just Braun goes over I mean Roman goes over Braun let's say so Bray doesn't eat the pin the fuck is the point like I like Roman being back but I don't like the direction this match is taking because I don't get how to book it and not look like a complete jackass Okay, so A, it's Roman Reigns. So, yes, he's going to come back and get a title match because he's Roman Reigns. B, he was scheduled to get a title match at WrestleMania, and mm -hmm. it was delayed because of situations and circumstances. And C, he, he's not going to win this match. The only reason Braun is in this match is so he can eat the pin, and they're eventually going to pair it off to a Fiend versus Roman match. Um, What, what are we... Okay, September, October, 
I don't know if they can get to Survivor Series with this feud, but September, October, we'll get a one-on-one Roman versus Fiend match. So you think it's going to be Fiend goes over by beating Braun, and then Roman and Braun probably go into their own kind of thing where Roman's pissed Braun fucked it up for both of them, and then it ends up with Roman, uh, Roman and Braun and Bray. Too many Bs. Too many BRs. Neither of you I, see Roman I, winning the title Sunday? No, I, I kind of did because I just I don't like any of the outcomes because Braun's not winning, and Braun's been the least convincing quote unquote monster big man in the history of wrestling. So fuck him. Doesn't I'm, it? Look... I haven't been a fan of Braun in forever, and if Bray loses after a week, what does that do for him? Doesn't it look better if Roman goes over on Braun and Bray is now chasing Roman? No, I said that. But why Why would we want him to chase? To be fair, what Andrew just said... What's the difference? That's all they do with him. How many days has he actually held the off. fucking title? But Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to wait till you get your, your finger off the uh, button. There we go. So whatever Andrew said, okay, was 10,000 times better. Now he's fucking with me, guys. You guys can't see this, but he's playing with the button. But what's 10,000 times better than the shit I came up with, man, that shit would be great. Which probably means that's not what they're gonna do. <laughs> I mean, obviously I can I'll see a world it. in which... <laughs> yeah. But I, I can see a world in which Roman wins this Sunday, obviously. And I mean, the Fiend, the type of character it is, does he really need a title to be effective? He could just go about his business fucking with people and being a gatekeeper. Like, that's not... He doesn't really need a title. The character doesn't need a title. You 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 disagree, Tony? You think the character needs a title, or you think that if he were to lose the title in one week, it would kill the character? Hence, why I say Braun's gonna eat this pin, and then we get the Fiend versus Roman spun off into another program. This is a no-brainer. Roman gets the title. You don't bring him back not to give him the title. There's no. Uh, what other momentum does he get for not winning this match? How do you get momentum? There's no crowd. There's no nothing. It's just going to be Roman coming out as I knock over my microphone because I'm so excited and delusional about this. <laughs> you have That was right. actually his dick that knocked over the microphone. It was great. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Roman has to win the title Sunday. Okay, Please? so then what? what's the logic for Bray? Because I... I didn't say it would kill Bray or Barry the Fiend. It's just it makes him look like a chump if he's got all these short, dumbass gimmicks and, I mean, short, short title reigns, all these gimmick Why matches. Why stop now? Okay, because the, the character, go, because the, it, wherever the Fiend wants to go, because the character itself doesn't need the title. Hell, y'all Mellon Farmers always talk about how boring his title matches are. And now he has on his resume two-time Universal Champion. So now that elevates him at least in the eyes of the WWE universe. Not saying the WWE universe meaning the fans, but in terms of WWE, he's yeah. a two-time universal champion. So in in the the world of WWE and how they write things out and I guess the casual observer, not the IWC, not the hardcore fans, he is elevated cuz he's a one-time WWE champion and now a two-time universal champion. So he's seen as more legitimate even if that second reign is a week Yes, Bray will be okay. fine because Bray's he's a two-time champion. Bray is more multi-dimensional than Roman Reigns. Fair. Christian was WWE champion twice for a work shift, and he <laughs> still gets to put two-time world champion on his resume. 
so like his first fan, title. Fantasy you, book this for a second. Then. I'll save fantasy my brilliance for, for another second, show. Because I like, I, I like the Roman winning because that's kind of where I was at first, and it would make sense, I guess, if Braun chased after him for some reason because they've got history, or maybe elevate Baron Corbin into that picture. Where who do you think Bray would then set his eyes on? Maybe that's the way to elevate Big E, and he gets in Big E's head, and because that's a thing that's going on right now, so maybe that's where they go with that. Well, I don't know. I'm just throwing shit out there. Or no, maybe even Jeff. Though. I like that. Yeah, or maybe even Jeff Hardy. Maybe he tries to go after Jeff with the because uh, he's just the Intercontinental t- Title holder, the and gimmick, he's got the, the whole gimmick. Got, Bray is that he changes the person back to a former version of themselves or to an alternate version of themselves, and you said it yourself. Roman's kind of always been Roman, so there's really no change for the Fiend to affect Roman with. But Big E, he's got a lot of history from NXT, from his Big E Langston with Ziggler and AJ Lee, and it wasn't always New Day Big E, so that's good. Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy's kind of been the sort of same, hasn't he? Yeah, but he's got history with the Hardys because of that whole uh, Woken Matt run that he had before he got into the Fiend shit. So there's some there's some history there that you could play on. That's why I threw it out there. That's not bad. Tony, any any thoughts to add to this this cauldron of fantasy uh, booking? I think you guys are missing it, but that's fine. You can save that yeah, for another show. Yeah, that's why you have your own show, sir. But <laughs> I, I still think that uh, that the Fiend maintains or, re- or remains champion here. Braun eats the pin, and then they spin Roman and Fiend off into some sort of program because that's what we were supposed to get at WrestleMania anyway. So I guess let last fantasy aspect on this because I know Demarco brought it up a couple weeks ago when I was on his show. Ooh. Since I think NXT UK is supposed to have Ooh. a October thing. So if WWE does an October pay per view and will. it's in havoc, they're gonna wait. Hold on, no, no, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I can 100% confirm WWE will do an October pay-per-view. Oh, no, I said, and it's Halloween Havoc. Oh, that'd be great. So would that not be perfect for Bray? Yeah, it won't happen, though. Isn't, yeah, isn't October typically held in a cell? Yeah, but that has sucked the last couple years, so it's perfect to pivot to, you know, well, something so, that people actually like. Well, so, here, I'll ask well, you so this question. Halloween Havoc the last couple of years, you know. What if... Oh, no, WCW sucked the last couple of years. There's a difference there, sir. <laughs> that doesn't include Halloween Havoc. That was not a WCW property, sir. No, Havocs were always kind of interesting because they had that fun gimmick kind of built into. How do you feel about Roman winning the title Sunday I'll and they me. completely ignore the fact that Bray had the title and they have Bray and Braun go ahead and finish their rivalry while Roman takes the title in a different direction? I'm cool, man. Put the title on Roman, man. Quit bullshitting with it. You know, they were trying to they were kind of pussyfooting around it when would, he came back from cancer. Yeah, just go all in with it, man. It's fucking Roman. Roman Big E for the title at Royal Rumble. I'd love to see it. Mania. Mania. No, Rumble. Let Big E defend the title at Mania. Well, wait, Mania. wouldn't Big E winning Mania. Rumble be bigger, though? No. Yes. No, because the other if, side if, needs if it. E yes. Gets, yes. If Big E yes. gets an Intercontinental run at some point, let's just argue it since we're Why in fantasy again? book heaven. And then he wins the Rumble, then that not only elevates him as a singles competitor, it then gives him the easy... How many times easy, do we have to see the IC champ against the 
heavyweight champ. I didn't at say he had to hold it till then, but he could have a decent. And you gotta bring him back down a step by getting rid of that title. Unless it's what Chris said with Bray, and there's a fuck around kind of moment, and that helps Biggie kind of reach a different level, and that's why he wins Rumble. That kind of works. What? What? Watch this right here. This is why I'm great. It's okay. <laughs> you can book. No, watch this. Watch how I do this. Watch how, how I do this. Be a title or two. Watch oh, this right here. Watch this right here. This is great. Yeah. You know, there's there's more than one way to elevate a black superstar than having them win the secondary title and then having them win the ultimate title. No, yes. nobody got the segue. Nobody got the segue at all. At all. Nobody got that. Nobody got that. Nobody got that. None of y'all. Neither one of y'all. You want to talk about? It. You want to talk about Keith Lee? Tacos? Jesus Christ! Keith Lee and tacos? Keith Lee and tacos? That's yes. what you got from that. Keith I said tacos. He said Keith Lee. And tacos. Tacos. So the first thing that came to your head on your Warshop test, or however the fuck you say that, <laughs> the Warshop test. Lee, thank you. Is tacos. <laughs> Well, no, because you shout said, out to Jared Levert. Whatever. Yeah, they're both wrong, asshole. It's God damn it. Well, if you go get it wrong, get it wrong right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I miss you guys so much. <laughs> no, I just like tacos, okay? So what are you getting at? Now I'm thinking tacos. I don't even remember what the question was. Taco, taco, taco. Yeah, I was trying to do a segue, and y'all killed mm-hmm. it, so I don't care where we go from here. We're it so, doesn't matter. We're so free-flowing. We're going to take a commercial break and come back and talk about Keith Lee. Why Good. should you I visit got... TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Chris walked away, so I'm going to play this gem for him. Chair Shot Network. So, Andrew, here we are with no Christopher yes. Platt, and we're trying to transition. Yeah, well, we're trying to talk about what he <laughs> wants to talk about, and he left. That is true. So, but, I mean, I liked what they did, too. So if they talk about elevating... Another wrestler. I mean, since since he wants to go the Keith Lee direction, that was a fantastic way to start things out with Keith Lee and Randy Orton. And Orton in the match, Orton made him look like a million bucks. You know, Keith Lee had a little bit of a promo to prove that he can speak, that he's he's imposing. Orton didn't really Orton didn't really belittle him. Orton gave a lot in the promo and in the match. And the fact that it ended with the with the bullshit McIntyre thing, that was just all good. Granted, it got overshadowed by the things that the IWC decided to cry and complain about because of ring attire they did not care for and a new song that they did not care for. But all in all, Keith Lee and Randy Orton, that's great. And it, there, there's a lot of seeds planted right there to kind of keep keep it hot and keep Keith Lee relevant towards the main event. I like the same booking that I just said before. Keith Lee wins the WWE title over Drew McIntyre at Royal Rumble. 
where Brock Lesnar wins the Royal Rumble. Because we've seen it before, Keith Lee and Brock Lesnar. What bigger WrestleMania event than Keith Lee defending the WWE title against Brock Lesnar? Think about that. Brock yeah, doesn't I, need to win the Rumble though to have a title match. But I, 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 yeah, I but you can see this. You can see the showdown at the end of that night. I mean, that's huge. That's people watching. That's people interested in Raw. Maybe. I spoke well, about that, but Andrew, what he was trying to say, and he didn't want to say it because, all oh, right, Andy, Keith Lee is so articulate and he speaks so well. Isn't that what you wanted to say? <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Sheesh. Okay, so no, but all, all seriousness, man. Even let me get the. Uh... <laughs> Thanks, dude. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Yes. Andrew Belaz, man, he's going to be the keynote speaker at the uh, RNC later he's your on vice this president. week. So he's your vice president I mean, nominee, I, by the way. He's going to be the keynote speaker? Yes, that be awesome. He could make any dumb shit we say sound fucking awesome. And, I just want to make it clear, do not support Belaz, uh, Platt Belaz 2020, but buy the t-shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Don't act like each and every one of us didn't pop when Keith Lee started out with greetings and salutations, Randy Orton. Already, Come on, we already man. told you that before the show started. Now you bring it up again. On air, yes, I did. Yes, but yeah, you're yes. right, you're right. Yes, you're the first person so, I thought of. Well, thank you. Thank I, you. And it, honestly, I, I pointed at the screen and said, gimmick infringement! <laughs> so, just real quick, let me get the bitching out the way, because if you all follow me on Twitter at the Real C Platt, you saw that I did sign the petition to get Keith Lee's old music back. Um, I obviously wasn't a fan of the music. Uh, obviously wasn't a fan of that weird uh, Under Armour spandex short set. The shorts look weird. In. I don't know. The what shorts that was look about. weird. They were a little fluffy, weren't they? Um. Okay, I'm not going there. But the, the I just meant in general. They were they fluffed out yeah. from his legs. They should have been tighter. No, okay, I don't know. It's okay, man. You're looking at Keith's fluff. That's all right, man. It's okay. Nothing wrong with that. I I, I will get Pat Oswald's number for you, man. We can make this happen. Okay, everybody needs love. Everybody needs love. Everybody deserves love, man. Regardless of whatever. <laughs> No, but I mean, you know that. Yeah, those were bullshit. And the funny part to me is they clearly see money in the man, and they're clearly doing this, thinking that they're getting him over, which shows you how tone deaf they can be at times. Because we've seen this before. And I mean, let's be fair. You can't really fault the IWC for filling away because we again have seen this before. We saw this with Nakamura. We saw this with the IWC favorite Cesaro, and. Y- Excuse me, yada, yada, yada. We've seen this before with other acts. Rick O'Shea, just to name a few. We've seen this. Aleister Black, what the hell are they doing with him? I guess he's healed now, and they'll figure that out. But, I mean, we've seen this before. So, you know, you you, you can't fault the IWC for their trepidations about what's happening I in mean, the chain. I can when they start off the whole comment section with, you know, is he buried because well, his song okay, changed? That's, well, that's a, that's a little... Like, that's moronic. Okay, <laughs> that's so much, yeah. But that being said, as you brought up, Andrew, they did put him out there with Randall Keith Orton. They caught a fair one in the match. 
and he's going to be facing Randall Keith Orton this Sunday at whatever the hell. Is it payback? Is it revenge? Is it the big payback? Wait, I thought he was facing it's the battle McIntyre. back at Payground. Well, Bat- McIntyre got kicked in the head three times, so he's not wrestling. No, but he's McIntyre gotta... interfered. Are we sure? Because McIntyre interfered, then he got kicked again. Did, did I miss something one at more the end? Time. Did, did... Did they, they, I know he got kicked in the backstage thing. So did they say that he's not wrestling? They said he almost well, died. Well, and he's, he had soft tissue damage. There's no way he doesn't have soft, soft tissue damage. But, uh, no, they actually announced uh, Keith Lee they versus They said he's Randy unable Orton. to obtain an arrest. Oh, I missed that. Oh, no! So they it's not even a four-hour thing. He needs yeah. some blue chew. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> blue chew, if you listen to man, holler at us. But, yeah, so they're, yeah, they're, they clearly see money in him. And, I mean... We'll get used to the music, just like I got used to Seth Rollins' generic rock music. So it is what it is. But yeah, they they see things in Keith, and I'm excited to have him up on the main roster. So that that's the big thing. That's my big takeaway. He's on the main roster because he was literally too big for NXT. I mean that literally. Yeah, I mean, well, NXT does have some bigger guys, but just everything he can do, he stuck out just with the athleticism, his sheer size, and. Everything. It's just Keith, Keith is money. I don't know what exactly they're going to do with Keith and Randy, though, because I did, I did really see Randy getting that, that title run at some point off of Drew and then kind of rebuilding Drew to kind of get a bigger win in front of a live studio audience, so to speak. So I, I don't really know what we're doing with Keith. Like, I don't want him to absorb a loss and... Yeah, Randy's Teflon. Randy can eat a loss for whatever reason. But that, that's going to be interesting. I'm curious how they get out of that. And hopefully it's not something stupid like a double count out or some shit like that. So did either one of you guys pick up on the uh, the subtleness between Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre? How Drew came out and said, I don't need to we're friends, which, okay, they probably are friends. They probably met on the, the Indies. I'm sure they spent some time in NXT together. I don't know if the timeline matches up, but it makes sense to me. Whatever. Kayfabe. But did y'all pick up on how Drew, he said, well, I don't need another man to fight my battles. And then Keith felt a certain way that Drew came out and attacked Randy during his match. Like, were they subtly planting some seeds down the line for a Keith Lee, Drew McIntyre confrontation? Did anybody else pick up on that or am I just overreaching? Oh, I did because McIntyre was on TakeOver saying something about his friend Keith Lee and how, you know, he thought he was going to retain. And then he brought up friend a couple times, too, when he was talking about Keith Lee. And then the the tone shifted between the two of them. So it's it's nice. Hopefully it's subtle and it's a good thing you picked up on it. So they're going to go somewhere with it. And it's not going to be overlooked because WWE writing really isn't that clever more often than not. You say that, man, but we just talked about Roman and, you know, just kind of double back a little bit. SummerSlam, man, come on. Every single match up and down that card, man, that was a good build, build rather. Every single match on that card had months on months of build for that. So I know that WWE takes some slack about their lighting, writing, rather, and they can't create, you know, coherent long-term storylines. And I've been critical of them as well, but... And I said it last week on the show, man. Every single match up and down that card on SummerSlam had a long build. And that's why I enjoyed the show, because of the long build. Was every match the greatest match that's ever existed? No. Edge and Randy Orton did that a few weeks ago. Or a few Correct. months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But I mean, but it was a good build, and I, I felt satisfied with the payoffs to all those matches. I mean, they also don't have much of a choice since they've got like 15 people to their roster now because of quarantine and all this limited roster stuff, and so they they don't have much of a choice then to play long term because you only have so many pieces to interchange right now. But yeah, they they've been doing better with the builds, and it's kind of helped to show. But much like you said in the previous topic, where me just throwing shit at the wall with Bray and Roman and Big E was better than you had fucking, you know, faith in WWE for writing. So, let, let, let's just let's just call a spade a spade. WWE creative isn't very creative most of the time. They've they've had a little more time more time to drag out some storylines without the fans just burying it and them having to pivot into God knows what. So, exactly. It's been a little bit better, and I think you said that a week or two ago, too, so I'm just, you know, kind of giving you your flowers on that one, but I don't know. I'll I'll give them it's been slightly better, but it still hasn't been overly engaging, because if you think about it, a lot of their longer-term storylines have been a little overlappy with some of the concepts and some of the, you know, family drama and betrayal and the, like, brooding kind of, kind of building tension between things so it, it's not like it's a it's an overly clever angle it's it's a little paint by numbers bro wrestling has always been paint by numbers how's that any different man all wrestling does is play on the seven deadly sins and that's where they get all their content from so how is that any different than any time in history that wrestling has been wrestling with the possible exception of the attitude error everything else plays off the seven deadly sins yeah, well, it's also that concept of there are no new ideas anymore because everything's been done and it's more just how you repackage it. And WWE goes for very cliche, very easy to put the numbers together kind of packaging. So that that's why some of their stuff doesn't hit me quite the same way or bores me a little harder because I enjoy a little cleverness somewhere. Even if it's a stupid campy moment, or even if it's some kind of offshoot that you think was throwaway and then it ends up kind of coming together, like you were just talking about with Keith and Drew. If that was a throwaway line, that sucks. If that was something to build off of, that's good. And then you can kind of tie that all back in together and maybe even make up some bullshit story about the indies or NXT with, you know, those nice black and white photographs. Maybe they both spent a time in progress or something like that when Drew was still with Impact or still in the indies. You know what I mean? Or like a PWG match. So there's a lot that you could build off of. But again, it's it's more the lack of faith that I've had in them. I, they need to kind of prove it to me because I really have no faith in WWE creative. So the fact that Roman Reigns for the last five years has been the biggest heel in the industry and you're talking about they can't be creative or they can't paint intelligent storylines. Even though he's been the guy, we can all agree he's been the top heel in the entire industry since he's been the guy. So that that doesn't you, – you, you're just going to totally ignore all of that. I mean, I didn't say I agree that he's the top heel. I called you Paul, and you know, because you were taking that Triple H angle of everybody boos him, so he must be the heel. I I think Roman's big problem is that he didn't buy into his character for the first couple of years, and he didn't know who the fuck he was. Then, after what was it? He what? The, when was when was it that he held like the the booze in his hand when he retired Undertaker? Right, like that night right there is kind of the one that solidified Roman just being Roman. 
and be him a heel or whatever because he flip-flops depending on who the fuck he's facing because, I mean, when he's getting thrown off of a loading duck in a gurney, you're not the heel by, by some big dude who's flipping shit and trying to murder you. You're not the heel in that real in that respect, really. But he's just been him, and it's been it works. It's kind of cool. But he took a while to kind of find his legs on that one. Well, that's not his fault. Well, I can't even say that because now I'm going to prove your point if I continue my statement. <laughs> say it, say it, say it! <laughs> no, I won't. I'm I'm just saying, man. They I think WWE and I've been critical of their booking, but when they really want to book somebody and get somebody over, they I still think they know what they're doing, and I still think that they're playing with the IWC a little bit. Honestly, I think the IWC is the problem, and I'm I'm sure we're gonna get to that momentarily with one of our other topics because that's one of the reasons that SummerSlam came off so well to me because as you alluded to earlier they didn't have fans there to poo-poo on whatever it was they were doing so then they would panic and then switch courses they were able to pl- to play some long-term storylines and let everything play out and it made for a great show like I enjoyed SummerSlam fuck what everybody else is talking about I thought SummerSlam was a great show I mean I didn't hate it but I didn't think it was great I thought it was very middle of the road can we give props to Dominic Mysterio as well and Seth Rollins, for that matter, who is basically the new version of Triple H. Can we all, y'all see that? Seth Rollins is now Triple H. I, I, I can give props to Dominic, but in the same respect, their match was set up very similarly to the McAfee-Cole match, where it was a oh, couple big geez. spots to make the less experienced guy look big and good, and Cole did it better than Rollins did. Rollins oh, came go- off cheesy and stupid and oh, talking we, we- way too much. Oh, we're going to get to that. Don't, don't worry. We're going to get to I'm that. I'm just saying. We're going to give him his flowers. I'm just saying. Can Seth get some flowers? Seth is literally Triple H now. This is the guy who was the indie darling, and everybody said he was the best worker in the company. Then y'all got sick of him, thinking they were pushing him down our throats or whatever the case may be. Oh, my God. It hurts my soul he to listen to you two argue or... about WWE main roster. He knocked up the top woman in the industry. Does that sound familiar? Hello, it's time to play the game. And, and now he's so he's underrated for how good he really is, especially in that WWE system. Like there's it, it wasn't coincidental that he started using the pedigree. They see what I see. He what's, is the new fangled Triple H. What's the difference between a year and an eon? Quite, quite a few years. Why? That's the di- <laughs> that's the distance between Triple H and Seth Rollins. Okay, so you're just going to act like you totally don't see what I'm saying. Okay, all right, whatever. Oh, no, I'm not acting like it. That's just how I feel. He is the new Triple H, man. Uh-uh. Seth Rollins is Triple H. They uh-uh. even think so. They even think so. No, they, but they're yes. wrong. Yes. They're also wrong. Yes. Though. They're like blinded yes. by the light. They even think so. Yeah, Anywho. Seth Rollins hasn't been good since he wore all white on pay-per-view nights. Yep, that's what y'all said about Triple H, too, during his reign of terror. Nope, yep, never said yep, that. Seth Rollins uh, hasn't never said been that. good since he had yep. two working knees. Never said that. Never that's said that. That's what y'all said about Triple H, too, but He's it was just got, a squad. Wait, wait, which one doesn't work? You know what I mean. He injured the one and never sold it for like the first year that he was supposed to have a fucked up leg from Joe. Right, but Remember? the other yeah, but the other one works, and clearly the wee knee works, so he's still got two working knees. You know what I'm getting at when I say that. Don't forget about the wee knee. 
Yes, we can't. We've seen pictures. It's not exactly a lot to remember, but it works. It works. It works. It works for him. Hey, he knocked up the the biggest chick in the game, and who else did that before him? One, the one and only Mr. Paul Levesque. That just shows if you're accurate with a pistol, it's still good. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Man, I wish we had more structure to this one. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. TheChairShot.com Always use your head. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com So, Pat and Oswald, no, I'm just kidding Let's go, here, let, let's, uh, let's, let's move forward with this Thoughts on the Thunderdome, the WWE Thunderdome And what they've done to enhance the viewing experience there And you guys can run in whatever direction you want from there Go ahead, Andrew. Oh, okay. Um, oh, well, uh, no, I, 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 that I, I, was I, nice I, of you. I, I, you actually told me I can I, go. Like, I wasn't I, sure. Because I, I started I the last one. I thought you'd have a bunch of shit to say. Especially because you foreshadowed in the first one. The last one. Oh, See, folks, that's nice. this was the problem. Was they were way too nice to each other with Dave around. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was all right. You know, it was okay. It was, cool. it, it was good. It was cool. But, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, and here's Chris. I don't Moroccan like anything. Melon farmers had to fuck it up for everybody. You know, you get the dumb to dumb to shit, and then now it's fucked up. We had something nice. This is why we can't have nice things. Fuck all y'all melon farmers. I'm out. Chris Platt. Is, is that how I sound to y'all? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how much you drink. If you were white and from Jersey, maybe. No, bro. If he was white and from Jersey, he'd be more like Vince Russo, bro. He'd have to say bro at least 57 more times, bro. So, so, bro. Oh, that's who hasn't been on Thunderdome yet. Nobody's put Vince Russo up there. We've got Chris Benoit. We we had a murder scene. We had Pikachu. Pikachu showed the fuck up. Like, you know, Pikachu's enjoying himself some WWE. You know, gotta catch them all. Gotta watch all that wrestling. He's, he's good at this. Pokemon Go taking a weird angle on this one. Did, did WWE get, like, a crossover kind of deal? Apparently, David Duke is enjoying himself when he turned to Thunderdome as well. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't, I well, can't really go anywhere off I, of that one. <laughs> I wanted to get your thoughts on Thunderdome before we went there, so let's let's double back and get it's your a, thoughts. It's a good concept. I like I like the concept of having the screens up there and the faces, so you do get the real time reaction, or you know, however much Skype lag or Zoom lag really is. So it does add a live presence. It does add something that's decent. People are obviously still getting in their stupid videos and their stupid fucking uh, signs, much like we already said. But I guess, you know, there, there's no way you can really get volleyballs to come down through the crowd. So that's a positive. And I guess it's harder to, you know, coordinate what chants or CM Punks and all that other stuff when you're trying to just, you know, understand everything through a Zoom call. So, sure. I mean, some people do look dorky as fuck, though. I'm, I'm gonna bet everybody clapping or reacting like on camera. It's a little weird. It's a little goofy, but you know everybody's having. Everybody seems to be having fun, save for the ones that are fucking it up. And it's smart of WWE because you know they're making some money off of it. There's obviously people that want to partake in it, so fuck it. it. It's doing all right, and it's setting up a decent atmosphere, save for what we talked about already. 
Yeah, it does add to the ambiance of the whole situation, and it's something new. And yeah, I'm I'm digging it. I I do wish they would have a, a few more attractive people in the front rows. Perhaps we could do some uh, some better vetting, which I'm pretty sure they're going to do that from here on out about you know th- some of the things that we've <laughs> discussed earlier moving forward. <laughs> yeah, and I mean you know the thing is, man, I'm pretty sure a, a billion dollar corporation they did everything they thought that they possibly could to try to limit some of the bullshit that has been shown on the screens but as Andrew said as me this is why we can't have nice things (laughs) it really is I I mean come on man god damn seriously like they're trying to make this interactive and they shout out to the NBA bubble because they clearly learned something from that but come on y'all I mean what come on that's the thing man it Really, you're gonna show up in a clan uniform with a Confederate flag in the background. You're gonna show a Muslim murder on your goddamn screen. You're gonna put he who shall not be named up on your goddamn screen. This, this is why people ridicule us and shit on us when we tell them that they're wrestling fans because they're thinking of people like y'all. Yeah, how come they couldn't vet this out? That's the thing. I feel like they did, man. I'm sure they took precautions to make sure no fuck shit happened. But guess what? It's wrestling fans. There's going to be some fuck shit that happens because that's what it is. That's why That's why these programs talk about all wrestling. That's why they can't get top-notch advertisers or, you know, advertisements and, and sponsors and stuff like that because that is the that's the knock on wrestling fans. They think it's a bunch of inbred hillbilly low-income hicks that it's, it's not even that it, it's just this this trolly moronic culture that has taken over the internet in general where you know I, I love how everybody around the age of like say 20 to 25 thinks they invented irony and like you know they're just like oh I'm gonna do this to be ironic it's gonna be funny yeah you and everybody else did it so it's not ironic it's not unique you're a fucking moron and you're fucking it up for everybody else and nobody's doing this bubble thing right when it comes to WWE when it comes to wrestling because AEW tried their little 10% fucking ticket sales and you got Tony Khan looking like a bigger idiot than WWE for letting Chris Benoit on a video when they're just like we didn't realize there was gonna be scalpers oops that fucked up our pod idea how do you not realize there's going to be scalpers for something with tickets so when it comes down to it the nba has the best hold on the bubble concept and the best execution because shit they've told people to kick rocks go home because they decided to break curfew or they decided to go hang out with buddies at the wrong club at the wrong place and they just got fucking ejected from the bubble basically so that's good shit it doesn't seem like WWE, not WWE, just wrestling in general, doesn't seem to have that kind of mentality to enforce any kind of real policing or any kind of real safety precautions when they want to go under the guise of, oh, this is to make everybody safe and make everybody better. Yeah, but then this happened. Oh, we didn't think that was going to happen. That happened all the time for the last 30 fucking years. You thought you were special? Well, that's the thing. I don't think it's WWE or even AEW's fault. I think it's the wrestling fans' fault. 
That's why I say wrestling. I, I that's use why it I just threw wrestling absurd. together because yeah, I agree with you that it's it's the fandom. It's the people who are buying the tickets. It's the people who think they invented irony and think that this is going to be funnier. This is gonna make a make a point if I put this this fire velveteen fucking sign on my thing or whatever fuck it was. No, you're gonna get ejected. Somebody on IWC is going to share it. You're gonna be a jackass for a day, but your name's not on there. No one knows it was you. Fuck off. Why don't we Why don't we tell everybody who these people were? I mean, that would be up to WWE to release the names. Yeah, but and why I'm would you? No, why would you try to give those people publicity? Because you know how this works, man. Even an anti-hero is a hero. In a lot of people's minds, it's better to be infamous than anonymous. I mean, so look why at give it. Them any book? Fucking face fuck me Felicia made a whole brand off of that, which we all remember, or at least I know of it, and I don't know if you guys really remember. The girl I that held up definitely the face fuck me. don't remember face fuck me Felicia. It was a girl that held up the sign face fuck me Finn in the crowd and then she got kicked out shortly after that but there was video there were stills she made a whole brand out of it she's she was doing like valeting or managering and fucking new york north jersey fucking you know indie wrestling and she's got uh, she's on the only side of the game kind of thing she's really? made a whole brand out of it for the last three years just because she held up a sign that said face fuck me finn and got kicked oh, out for it oh that's the uh the the, the people's tramp chick is that yes. what you talking about Correct. no exactly. i respect like- She's cool as shit. Yeah, I'm off of it. So why would you want to do this for these other people? Which it's not the same thing. It's not as funny. It's not as tongue in cheek like a face fuck me fan. This is just them trying to be quote unquote ironic. Yeah, I respect her hustles. So yeah, I'm not. Yeah, there there won't be any uh, Felicia Rose slander on these airwaves. I respect her hustle, but you're right because it worked for her. Other people think that it might possibly work for them, even though the dudes that are doing this probably, I don't know, they might want Finn to face fuck him. I don't know. Like, you know, on the Patton Oswalt side of the game. I was I don't gonna know. say, we need more Patton Oswalt in this right now. We need Patton Oswalt's opinion. Oh, my God. We're, this is what, this is, this is where, this is where we've gone. We're, we're supporting, <laughs> we're supporting Finn face fucking fans. Uh, get, you know, that's where we are. No, 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 no. No, but for real, fans, come on, man. Get your shit together, man. This is why nobody respects us and everybody does this when we tell them we're wrestling fans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Try to hold back their laughter. It's because no, of you. You're the problem. The fans are the problem. What are you, 12? Kind of like, oh, I was a fan of wrestling and then I hit high school. <laughs> no, you I missed mean, it, to be fair, man. <laughs> the fans and the quote unquote dirt sheets, that's the problem in wrestling. It really is. Those are the two problems. That's what ruined wrestling. I don't the fans I, and the dirt sheets. Oh, I don't know that the dirt sheets ruin wrestling. Too many people thinking that they're part of the business instead of just being a fucking fan of the business. Yes, what and think they know more than they they knew that they do rather. The dirt sheets are good for the business. Is, are they though? Yes. So, some of them. Definitely. Some, definitely. But not all of them. Oh, all, well, of, them. all of them. All of them. No, it, it the separates. No, 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 no. No, it separates. Does that shirt say Dave Meltzer is my husband? What does it say? <laughs> Ooh, Patton gonna be jealous. No. I'm telling you. Fandango won gold today. So that's why he can't be the Fandango side of the game anymore. He's a champion. <laughs> it's, it, it's a Patton Oswald side of the game. That's funny. But no, seriously though, man, before we move on, man, why do you think that the dirt sheets are a good thing for the business? 
why not? It gives people hope. It, it makes them feel like they're connected, and then all of a sudden they're not. So they, they just don't know where to go. It keeps people involved, and it keeps people up to date on things that they may not necessarily know, but they think they want to know. Does that not make sense? It keeps you more interested. No, I get that, but the downside of that is it makes people think they know more than they do know about the business. That's more involvement. No, 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 no. It, it, it It's more involvement, but in Stop. a bad way because they don't understand how the business works. Stop punctuating Johnny's fucking tweet with 700 followers. Who gives a shit? And start reading the also, filters. Read between the lines. Intelligent wrestling fans will still survive. They also don't realize that a lot of these dirt sheet writers are getting worked by the people backstage. Who cares? They also That's don't their realize, problem. No, no, no. Just whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me finish. Pause your mic. But they also don't realize that a lot of the people that they get this dirt from, quote unquote, they're putting these guys over because that's part of the quid pro quo shit that goes on in every business. And a lot of times these mother farmers don't know shit, so they just make shit up. They Whether it's wrestlers it or fans, the cream rises to the top, my brother. Okay, but let's not act like less people are watching wrestling than have ever watched wrestling in the history of wrestling. Come That's on, debatable. How is that debatable? It's not debatable. It's not. It's not. You've got to find How out the ways of consumption are so different and unattainable with stats. It's, it's ridiculous. You can't measure okay. who's watching wrestling right now. I'm, I'm actually with knows? Tunney on this one because... No, no, and you're no, both cause, wrong. Cause because cable television no, many, doesn't run no, the world anymore. No, 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 no. How okay, many mainstream wrestlers are there? There's not one. The last mainstream wrestler was John Cena. Well, if Greg you would go back to his office with pictures of wrestlers and ask people why they're watching fucking wrestling, <laughs> we would know that answer, but he hadn't done that in a long time. No. You ask the average Mellon Farmer who Roman Reigns is, Shinsuke Nakamura, that was one Big of the guys. E Langston. They don't know. That's what I'm talking about. Go back to the 50s. Everybody knew Strangler Lewis and, and, and fucking Luthez and, and, and Landos. Everybody knew these motherfuckers. They might not even be wrestling fans, but they knew who they were. These motherfuckers were mainstream. Because the there was one, star that wrestling has produced two, John Cena. And nobody three else types knows of streams of media instead of one. Cena. To 300 streams of types of media. You got your news from one fucking place back then. You didn't get it from 700 places. And it's 10,000 people streaming the shit 300,000 times. It could be 10,000 people in Saudi Arabia and fucking all these other countries. Just because there's not as many melon farmers in fucking New Jersey or New York or Georgia or Wisconsin that know about it doesn't mean around the world it's not a bigger footprint. You know, they didn't have that in the 50s. There, there was closed-circuit television in the 80s. It's still a fairly new thing to have worldwide consumption of the product. So, I get what you're saying, and from a tangible kind of assessment of who the next quote-unquote superstar is, there is none, and it doesn't seem like it's that big of a thing. But obviously, from the fact that there's new companies building up in the last year... Everybody seems to have been doing good before quarantine, which fucked everybody up. So let's not bring that into the equation. And you have more visibility on different regions, different countries. And shit, World of Sport came back, you know, last year. Progress was up until, you know, everything kind of came out about the fact that they're just a piece of shit and that killed IW, uh, IPW UK and all that other stuff. We had more visibility. 
sure, you might not be able to say there's a rock or a Cena or a Stone Cold, but more people are kind of like, oh, yeah, New Japan, I know about that. Oh, yeah, AAA. Oh, yeah, AEW. Like, they know with the basics a little more than they used to, because in the 90s, it was WCW, WWF, and ECW. There were no indies that people talked about, so it was still a very concentrated consumption of wrestling, which is why it's 10 million people watch It's still a concentrated it. consumption, man. It's, it's not. It's a not. smaller and concentration, I'll tell you why. man. No, it's not. It's not. The problem is, is that the fan base has been broadened out, and that's why you don't have mainstream superstars anymore, because there's so many more ways to access watching wrestling and the way you want to watch wrestling that more fans are broadening out away from the mainstream brands Whereas before, take 25 years ago, if you wanted to watch wrestling, you probably were going to tune in on Monday night because you didn't have a chance to go here to watch Impact, here to watch MLW, here to watch NWA, here to knock your microphone over, here to watch New Japan, etc., etc. You have more options now. Therefore, the wrestling community is diversified throughout these mediums that they can consume. And they're not just stuck with one easy access path to tune in on Monday night and watch Hulk Hogan beat Ric Flair in Stone Cold Steve Austin take on The Rock. And it's still the same 1.2 to 2 million people it's consuming not. all of this content. No, it's it not. It's more. I had a conversation with two teenagers. One was 15, one was 17. They were both literally wrestlers. They literally both wrestled in high school. So I got excited. So I started bringing up professional wrestling. And you know what happened? They did the... One of them did the... And I want to smack the shit out of both of them sons of bitches. You That's not the same thing. Come on. It, Amateur wrestling, it, pro wrestling is not the same thing. How many people back in the day, 30 years ago, were amateur wrestlers and watched pro wrestling? A, a high percentage. I'm just there saying, There was man, TV you, and TV. You had to get your porn scrambled if you didn't fucking buy it. Now there's Pornhub and RedTube and YouPorn and all that other shit. Everything has changed in the last 25, 30 years to be more accessible what to were those everybody. Sites? What were those sites again? <laughs> I'm sorry, can you... Can I mean, if, if there are down. 78 sites for porn... 78? Okay. <laughs> Folks, uh, yeah, take a break. We'll be right back. Go ahead. What are those 78? One, one... So if... if if porn is that easy to come by, you don't think wrestling's that easy to come by for somebody looking or, you know, somebody be interested in something random or off the wall. So I, I agree more with Tony. Now, maybe the overall number is still less, but that's because there's just more ways to consume everything. It Like okay, in so 1995, wait. at 8 o'clock, it was Nitro or Raw. You couldn't go, hmm, let me check no, my DVR no, for West Wing you, no, or no, all this other no. shit. No, Martin Sheen no. does you a had great Monday job Night Football, you had Murphy Brown, you had, you had Monday Night Olympics. Football you for three had... fucking months. You had Murphy Brown if you felt like it, but I doubt many people that watched Raw and Nitro during the Attitude Era were really craving some Murphy fucking Brown. What the That's, fuck? Come I would on. love to see a stat on that one. <laughs> <A> crossover audiences. <laughs> there we go. Somebody call Meltzer, man. Yeah. Meltzer, how many wrestlers, lo- how many wrestling fans love uh, Murphy Brown? Okay, okay. So name a, a a wrestler that has mainstream appeal. Not that you think has mainstream appeal. That you could go outside and the next person you talk to would know who they are. Right now, on the Probably active yes. on the active rosters. No. Yes. 
on None. every active roster across Ro- the world. Roman Roman Reigns roster. and Daniel Bryan are the closest thing to it. That's it. The closest, and that ain't even close. But that's so in the states. For all, come, come on. Do you think you my get, mama knows you who get, Brian you get, and you get are. more she people? The Rock is Hulk Hogan and Macho Man and Ric Flair are. She don't get, know who Roman. You get more people that tell you who Mick Foley is right now. You're making our point, though, Platt. I'm not. You are. I, don't know how you think I am. Because oh, we're seeing that so divided attention right now, whereas before it was there was a a, a, a sole focus. It's so yes, divided now. All right, come now. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. There are no timeouts. This is war. This is pot is war. Only on the chairshot.com. That we talk about when we talk about like a new TV show. You're talking about something on Netflix. I might be talking about something on Amazon Prime. Chris, you might be talking about something on Hulu. It, and that's just a very three of us could be talking about three different shows that one of us doesn't have access to or has no interest in or whatever. That's the same concept. And that's on a very, very smaller scale, obviously. But there are so many different ways to consume anything. You want a comedy? There's 27 different platforms and new shows coming out all the time. And, you know, who knows? Somebody might watch it on Hulu. Somebody might watch it on HBO Max. Peacock might have something you like or maybe Disney Plus. Or there, There's so many different ways to consume anything right now. It's not really something you can equate back to the 80s and the 90s when it was TV or nothing. I'm not just talking about 80s and 90s. I'm going to take it further back, which, again, you guys are going to argue. Your your counter-argument to what I'm saying is going to be that there was less channels, and that's why everybody tuned in. All I'm saying is it's the same 1.2 to 2 million people that are consuming this shit, and you can't argue that. It, I mean, it, it is what it is. To be fair, you thought AEW was going to do, like, fuck all for their thing, and they had 750,000 people, which I said was going to be around 700,000 people to watch their Dynamite. Oh, God, the heavens had opened up. I got something wrong. Oh, shit. I got something wrong. Hey, hey, you always want to remind us when you said something three weeks ago because you sneezed and it sounded like the right fucking answer. And the one time I say the right fucking thing, then you're just like, ooh, you had the right number. You pulled it out of your ass. Aren't you special? You, hey, man, a broken clock is right twice a day. And and number one, I said the right thing and then I sneezed. So get it right, okay? <laughs> All right. Still though, okay. Gas every now and again. I don't even know what the topic was. Does anybody remember the topic? Yeah, it's the fucking Thunderdome thing. But I get what you're getting at with the whole lack of local visibility. But fucking a man, there's so many ways to do anything nowadays. I mean, 20 years ago, people didn't have a podcast everywhere. 40 years ago, it was radio or nothing. And then fucking 60 years ago with Strangler Lewis and Bruno San Martino, you either listened to the radio. Maybe, were you a big fan of The Shadow? Is that what it is? You missed the days of whole, well, just sitting down around the radio and be like, The Shadow knows. Is that what you miss? Who knows what shadow- evil lurks in the hearts of men? <laughs> Only The Shadow knows. How old do you metaphormers think I am? 74. 74. I knew it was in the 50s. 
Like, you know, everybody in Mexico knows El Santo, and El Santo is arguably the most popular wrestler because there were more Mexicans that were on his dick than there were fucking people on Hulk Hogan. But we don't talk about that because we're ignorant white folks, and we just like our we like our cream corn white meat baby faces who, like, eat their vitamins and, you know, you know praise God and all the other shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do. Y'all do. Fuck you. <laughs> Y'all do. <laughs> Y'all do. <laughs> you stop it. I do not rake my, I do not rake my white to meet the baby face. I rake my white to meet the baby face with a side of rice. Yes, I rub rice. <laughs> I like a white rice. How about that? <laughs> There's no nutrition. For the record, I am. For the record, so I'll take the dark meat. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes Your better. Your position, you you take all any meat right about now. Oh, but, fuck you know. off. <laughs> Low blow. I, 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 Low blow. I, Raph, I tell you, him to keep man. the gloves up. I, I love you, Tuddy. You, you, you set me up for it, man. I love you, man. Please don't get mad at me. And I love you. <laughs> Anywho, uh, does anybody have anything else to say about the Thunderdome? <laughs> I don't know. Good God. I'm going to take a commercial break, and we're going to wrap up thoughts we have on everything besides the last call, okay? I just want to say... Sodas rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, gentlemen, a lot has gone down in the past week, uh, wrestling-wise, throughout the nation, et cetera, et cetera. Before we get to last call, uh, we have a specific last call. Well, this is the wrong podcast. Before we get to Can We Kick It, apparently, sorry, everything's bleeding together for me. Uh, Shout out to DWI Podcast. Make sure you check that out. Um, Indeed. Yeah. Last thoughts here. Takeover, WWE, SummerSlam, you know, battle back at Payground, whatever the fuck's going on this weekend. This Tuesday in Texas via Orlando. Um, shout out to DPP. Just final thoughts on WWE and NXT in general. Pat fucking McAfee. There you go. Yes, 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 yes. Kudos, yes. yeah. We're all clapping. I hope he I hope he gets another storyline. Go ahead, Plaid. That's it. I mean, that was amazing. And you know, I knew he wasn't a novice because I, I knew that he had actually bought a wrestling ring. I believe he bought it on eBay. And it mm-hmm. wasn't last week. He had bought a wrestling ring. And he was training with Rip Rogers. For those that don't know, he's the head trainer at OBW, which is now owned by Al Snow, oh, who used to be the, a WWE territory. Oh, not the kangaroo guy? What are you talking about? Andrew. That's Steve Rogers. Are you talking about Steve Rogers, the guy that got killed no. by Stingray? Is that his name? Rip Rogers. That was Steve Irwin. Rip Rogers, oh, okay. right? The kangaroo Isn't guy. Isn't Steve Rogers the name of Pop. Captain America? Oh. <laughs> no. Which means mean Rip Torn, the rock and roll guy? Oh, the the Rip Torn, the actor? He's a great actor. The ripping and the tearing. Anywho, the tearing and the ripping. Yes. I, I was talking about Rip Rogers former wrestler, head trainer at OBW. He had been working with Matt Who's Captain Kangaroo? Yeah. Shut up. 
That's Rip <laughs> Rogers, right? <laughs> so he's not the bananas I, in pajamas. I don't care about it. Okay, fine. Time. Just talk then, since y'all ain't gonna let me give my shit up. Shout out to Pat McAfee. Go ahead, just talk. No nah, shit, you right? Like Rip Rogers, he's the trainer of OVW. He trained John Cena. You know, he's an old school guy. McAfee just looked great. And like, like I said a little bit when we were talking, when you were trying to equate Seth Rollins to Triple H, which I kind, I kind of get it. I think it's a stretch, but you know, not the point. Not the point. Mm-hmm. He's athletic as a motherfucker. He made that look good, but that was obviously a match of here's like six or seven spots to make you look fucking awesome. Just don't fuck those up. And it worked. I mean, that moonsault off the top rope and then the straight vert back on there for the superplex, that that was just cool. If there was a live audience there, they would have fucking blown up. And it was, it was so good. And the best part about it was the story that we saw build up where they both jawed each other. They both really didn't like each other. So the little things like Cole doing little kick faint and be like, you know, real close, almost had you, you know, like if I cared, if I wanted to, you would be done. You'd be down right now. Like that was good. And Cole showed how good of a wrestler he is by taking the guy who was like, here's six or seven spots for you not to fuck up. I'll fill in the blanks. And he filled in those blanks beautifully. And like the big fucking swanton spot into the schmoz pile that actually worked because the way camera kind of was positioned, McAfee disappeared. And it wasn't until he was back up on the top rope that you kind of realized, oh, fuck, there he is. And he just comes down and crashes into all of them. And it was it was really well done. It was fun as shit. I'm like, it wasn't like a wonderful wrestling match because, like I said, it was six or seven spots and Cole filled out the rest. But it was fun as fuck. I, I was I was sports entertained. That was good shit. And I could definitely go for another Pat McAfee match. It's really hard for me to moderate and not jump in, obviously, right? But at the same time, y'all encourage me. But right now, I want to ask a question to both of you, and I literally want both of your responses to this, and I want you to book it. What do you do next with Pat McAfee? You Depends can't, on what he wants to do. I, well, so. just if you're WWE, what do you want him to do? Like, as a fan, what do you want him to do? Because this can't be it for him. It was way too good. <laughs> and in the words of Kenny Killer, I, you know this dude has been a fan forever, and his mic skills are amazing. War Games. The four guys he had with him that had his back versus the Undisputed Era. War Games. And everybody in Undisputed Era is are great workers. Mm-hmm. So with a little bit of training, the other three guys, it could be a passable match. And the feud already writes itself, obviously. So, yeah, that's what I want. War Games. The four football players he had with him versus Undisputed Air. Yeah, I'm actually going to take it the angle that they kind of dropped the little bit of hint on on TakeOver, where apparently Baron Corbin and him were former roomies when they were both on the Colts for, like, you know, half a sandwich because Corbin was only during, like, preseason, offseason stuff, and then he got practice squad or cut or however that works Corbin is not likable and that's beautiful because McAfee, his gimmick is he's not likable, he just likes to talk shit so if Corbin gets himself into a situation where he needs a tag partner and nobody wants to help him out, I would love to see McAfee show up because the mic skills his his vibrato, his charisma just everything like he's just or bravado, not vibrato, but uh, it, it's perfect for main roster. It's perfect for NXT. I, I would 
love to see him maybe pair up with Corbin, especially because McAfee's better talk is a better talker than Corbin. So that could maybe make a Corbin situation and angle more tolerable because in the in the eyes of the the vocal Twitter universe, the IWC, Corbin's still not very over. Yes, he he understands the heel gimmick and he understands his point and he's pretty good at what he does, but. McAfee would bring it up that extra notch where it might actually get people to buy in a little more and I, I would love to see that happen I could smoke a bag of that I, I don't necessarily think that he's a better talker than Corbin because but I'm here for Corbin but that that's the other point that I wanted to bring up that McAfee has played a hell of a hill this whole time and he he, he did the damn thing which is why I think I rate the match a little bit higher than Andrew because I mean work rate we see great matches you know what four or five times a week we saw a great iron man match or iron woman match just last night versus with uh dina per- enrico palazzo versus um uh what's her name i love how you knew you were just gonna fuck it up so you just steered into it it was jordan grace versus diana Parazzo. yeah i was about to call her trish parker her shoot name but no it was a damn good iron woman match it was, it, was. It, it, it worked out well yeah so we see great matches every you know every you know four or five days but the fact that McAfee he, just the, the talk, because that's that's what I'm into, man. Because that, that's how you make the money is by talking them into the arena or talking them into the gym or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And he backed it up in the ring, yeah. So I, I, I'm gonna rate this a little bit higher than uh, balls. I think I'm gonna give this um, four and a half snowflakes, if you Jesus will. Jesus Christ, that fucking wow! I gave it like three and a quarter just because like it was good, but you knew he was still inexperienced and. Cole did most of the dot connecting, but no, I, I, I'm not gonna argue that because I was entertained. If you if your entertainment level was higher, good. It was a fun match. It was good stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna bitch about you know points and shit like that. That's dumb. But like I agree, it was a great match. Yeah. McAfee, we don't ever really argue ratings until you want to do it that one time where you're just like you're No, because you some bullshit sometime. We haven't done it in a while, but you know you be on some bullshit sometime with your ratings, with your rating metrics. And, well, it's all subjective, even as objective as I try to be, but you know, if 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 you're... you're Subjective, okay, cool. Objective is kind of what you wanted to scoff at. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. It it wasn't in the Tokyo Dome, there wasn't an Asian person, nope, three stars. Sorry. Exactly. At best. Fuck off. (laughs) All right, Andrew's dying over there. We got to get to it. Here we go. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a very WWE-centric podcast today. Lots of things going on over there. Let's move across the other side of the world and talk a little bit about what's going on in the Jingu Baseball Stadium. Five titles up for grabs, Andrew. New Japan is really putting on a show that people are interested in. 
they, I can literally oh. see his boner all the way in Atlanta, BT Dub. Hey, you know. Good for Andrew. Ladies, I know. I was about to say, that's impressive. He's in Jersey. Stick note. Uh, you can you can get a hold of him. Slide into his DMs at IWC War Chief right there on the Twitter. Yeah, you, nothing you gets the see, old libido I mean, up, maybe, up I don't running. Know. Like, yeah, nothing gets the old libido up and running like a bunch of sweaty Japanese men. But go on, Andrew. Do you think? Maybe wow. no tiny. Maybe no tiny Johnnies apply if you can see it all the way from Atlanta. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong Jinnies. with that. Hot as water, tiny giant. I, I said, not that there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. That makes good. me feel even better about myself. But that's not the. Anyway, wow, we're really off topic. Hey, and, man, you should be proud to be who you are, man. It's okay. We're going to love you either way. Hey, you know you are who best, you are. And the best part is, they're going to probably be even sweatier Asian men because it's an outside in a baseball stadium for the first time in 21 years. So, I mean, come on. So not only are they going to be sweaty, they're going to be smelling like outside. That's the type of thing that turns you on? They're going to smell like baseball. What's they're more American like, baseball in Japan? They're going to smell like rust. Just think about what I said. They're oh, going to oh, smell oh, rusty. Is this Impact? Are you talking about Wrestle House? You got some of that ring rust that Lawrence D has? You got some of that ring rust to put on your body because it's what a real man smells like? I finally saw that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's, let's go into that for a second, yeah. Yeah. I'm, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah like it, it's totally ridiculous and it's totally WTF, but okay, I'm here for it. You know, because Impact is done. The campy Buffy the Vampire Slayer parody. I mean, they fucking killed off Allie literally because she went to hell to go save Rosemary. So Impact has crossed that line a while ago, and this campy Big Brother bullshit is actually fantastic. Yeah, I'm here for it. And Tommy Dreamer is kind of like the the leader of the crew and whatnot. Like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm here for it. And and I yeah. love how yeah. Alicia Edwards is actually entertaining during this because she just steers really hard into that stupid Boston thing, where she 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 reminds me so much of Tammy Lynn from the Ted movies, like the last episode <laughs> where they're in Chattanooga, Tennessee, apparently, but she calls it Shagatoga, and it's just and then even Dreamer is just like, I don't I don't ever know what you're talking. About. Like you're fucking dumb. <laughs> and, and, and how about how Ty, Taya was acting like she was uh, drunk as fuck during, during the whole thing? That 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 popped me. I'm not gonna lie. It was, it was good, and I, I like this little turd in Rosemary's character. But all right, so Impact. We talked about that because Tunny walked away, and now back on the New Japan, which Tunny still doesn't care about, but at least he's not gonna be visibly vomiting. So first time in 21 years that they're in Jingu Stadium. Last time they were in Jingu. Muda and Atsushi Onita had a exploding barbed wire death match, and Liger was on the card, and Anoki was on the card. So this kind of brings it back to there's a lot of history, and it's been a while. But for what we've got coming on the 29th, we have Shingo Takagi against Minoru Suzuki. So that's going to be a hard-hitting, someone-might-die kind of match for the Never title. Naito gets his rematch against Evil. We see Ibushi and Tanahashi get their tag title rematch against Taichi and Saber. Then we get uh, the junior match with Hiromu versus uh, Ishimori. And we also get the fatal four-way finale of uh, this King of Pro Wrestling concept that New Japan and Okada came up with that I know you weren't really a big fan of. And uh, it's... I don't know how to make the match... I don't really know how to sell the match as really being so entertaining because it's, it's Okada, Sonata, Desperado, and Toru Yano. 
So you've got two guys who whoa, whoa, like whoa, a... whoa, 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 so it's Sakata, I mean, it's uh, Sonata, Okada, Desperata, and Sonata. <laughs> and, you know, no, Yano, I got, got where you're going with it, but Yano, Yano is the uh, sublime master thief, as we all know, he just fucks around and tries to roll people up and hit them in the dick or do something dumb. Despy, he's the heel, so he's gonna try to, like, you know, do something. Sonata and Okada look like a million bucks, so they're probably the front runners for winning this. I'm I'm really curious how that match is gonna play out because that's four people in a four like a legitimate normal four way that I didn't really expect. So, out of all of my interest, Naito and Evil is of course up there. The Shingo Takagi versus Suzuki match that's gonna be a banger. Someone literally might not be able to move afterwards, and I'm just kind of curious what the fuck is gonna go on with that four way, honestly. So, number one, uh, um, clearly that joke wasn't as funny as I thought it was. And number two, aren't the best four ways the ones that you don't expect? I am. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I, I you know. Here. Now, I, I get what you're getting yeah. at, too. But I think, I, think, I think we've insulted the female demographic enough tonight. Or Patton Oswald. So, whoever takes that one. But, you know, mm-hmm. let, let, let's steer away from there and talk about wrestling for a half second. College was fun, man. I don't know what you want from me. I went to three out of four. That's how that works. I, 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 got to, I said, I've done three, not four. I, I, I was the Oreo cookie. I was the filling, if you get my drift. I, I, I certainly get your drift, uh-huh. and I'm, I wish I didn't, because that's a horrifying visual. <laughs> but good for you, though. <laughs> but good for you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. But anyway, anyway, wrestling, New Japan, Any anything there strike you? Huh, yeah, strike I got you. nothing. No disrespect to New Japan, man. It's just it's so much going on in the wrestling world, man. I I, I, I couldn't care less. Come to other shit too, so I wasn't sure if maybe you're a big fan of Naito. I wasn't sure if you think he's yes. got a shot at rematch and Ibushi and Tanahashi on the same team. That's gotta that's gotta do something for your Tokyo 3K kind of mentality. So can we talk about how I just recently saw a picture of Ibushi and this smell of farmer looks jacked. Dude, he's always been like jacked and shredded. He's no. a fuck. Oh, he's always been shredded, but now he looks jacked. Do you understand the difference? No, I don't understand the difference. And honestly, I don't think he's too much bigger. But it depends on what pictures you're looking at. It could be he he might have put on a little more weight, but he, he's so, kind of always looked the same. And he's just been fucking sculpted. Well, so let me ask you this then. Do you think that this is where they end that experiment with Evil as uh, the dual champion and they put the belts back on Naito and then kind of rewrite the course? I'm going to say no, only because of the fact that Jay White has been kind of tweeting out 829 and just kind of dropping hints. So to me, that could be Jay White's going to get involved and maybe he's going to make sure Naito doesn't win. And then he might, maybe he'll challenge Evil. And then we'll see a little bit of a leadership kind of tug of war, and he just wants the double championships. What Why do you people s- always got to fuck up shit for people of color? Wow. <laughs> He's from New Zealand. At least you can't really blame that on Americans for a change. Well, all y'all, what y'all got? Y'all got America, y'all got uh, Europe, and you got Australia, aka New Zealand. That's about it. I like how you just clump those together. <laughs> Australia and New Zealand are both very insulted right now. Yeah, they'll be alright. Wow! 
<laughs> Throw another shrimp on the Bobby, baby. They'll be all right. Wow. Yeah, yeah I went there. Pot is war. Fuck you, Whitey. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Between the Luka Doncic and now this? What the fuck, man? Whoa, Come whoa, on. whoa, whoa. Not you guys. You're cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're cool. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, no, but yeah, I, I think this is finally when you get White back involved because yeah, dude, when they never not. Oh, <laughs> crikey! You walked right into it, Drew. You walked right into it. It's like you're like sideshow Bob in the fucking rake. You walked right into the motherfucker. You got a goddamn rake on your fucking forehead right there. Yeah, yeah. white and equal involved uh, in the same thing. So it just writes itself, doesn't wow. it? Yeah, you're not helping your the calls right Simpsons. now. <laughs> Here comes Sideshow Bob walking right into the ring. <sighs> Awkward now. Jay White, I'm, I'm going to have to call him something else. I'm just going to call him Switchblade from now on. Fuck that. I'm not calling him by his real name. Fuck that shit. Smash! <laughs> 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 so... so Real quick though, man, for the uh, for the the two fans that are listening to this, man, that are into new they Japan, how can they watch already. this? They probably did, but how can how can they watch this show this weekend? NewJapanWorld.com because that that's where they stream all of their all of their content, be it their road to their actual bigger events, and of course also New Japan Strong, which hasn't been extremely strong in their first three episodes. New Japan Strong. So- for anybody who hasn't seen it, is the exact same way that New Japan does like an American show when they don't make sure Tanahashi or Okada or Ibushi are on it. So a whole bunch of white people. It's like ROH, and nobody really gives a fuck. Kenta just happens to be on it because he still lives in Florida. So a bunch of pasty white dudes with no chest out there doing flippy shit. Yeah. Mm. And Kenta, because like I said, he still lives in Florida. <laughs> so, um... Oh man! So are are they letting fans back in the arenas yet? Uh, in Japan, yes. In their American show, no. Okay. So how's that work? Have you seen shows with fans in them, and are they social distancing? Like, how 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 does it work? Just kind of explain that to us before we get about it here. They have been since Dominion or the the finals for the cup. So the day before Dominion where it's about 25, maybe somewhere between 25-50% capacity. There's two seats or six feet between everybody. Everybody's got on masks. They stagger the entrances, so they kind of let you enter the building based off of your your seating uh, section and don't let you kind of show up until a certain time. So, like, section A would be you seat between 2 and 215. Then section B would be 220 and two, you know, 230, whatever, that kind of thing. So they try to keep everybody spaced out, even ticket-taking. So it's a lot, and everybody, I think, takes their temperature ahead of time. And they take a lot of wonderful precautions that Americans would not be okay with because, you know, yeah, we're in... Americans. American, yeah. So, fuck. But yeah, J- Japan is doing it right. That's why they have people back in their shows. So does it help the ambiance of the shows at all? Can you tell? New, New Japan needed it because too many of their wrestlers play to the crowd, more or less for as part of their gimmick. And when the New Japan shows didn't have 
fans and even other like all japan noah a bunch of them when there's space in the match you know that's when the fans are supposed to react like when they do the the very japanese thing of counter hold hold roll out of the way misses move miss move miss move get up and stare at each other for a second they're supposed to be clapping so when they stop for a second and stare at each other when there's no people and no clapping you're just like all right do something <laughs> do stuff stop stop putting that that beat in there because we don't need that beat to understand the move and we don't need that beat to react just fucking get on with the match so yeah having fans there to at least react is nice so and i'm assuming you're going to be covering this uh, show for the chairshot.com is that correct yes very much so yes and shout out to white people man you you know i, I fucks with y'all but i mean quite frankly you're the only group of people that i can still fuck with and make fun of and not get canceled it's, it's y'all in the dwarf so you just, you just got to take it it's kind of like if you're tall and the short guy comes around and he got to take some short jokes you just got or he makes fun of you you beanpole motherfucker you just got to kind of rock with it man you just got to <laughs> rock with it and like how that's just like you're white you're the only thing we can make fun of anymore everything else is a hate crime or you get canceled on twitter so yeah. that, that's fantastic yeah. and shout out to the dwarves man it's all love it's all love man i just be talking shit yeah fuck the elves though I, I prefer dwarves over elves what are you talking about man elves are christmas man christmas is great it's a joyous time of the year unless you're in the retail so fuck the elves <laughs> Anywho, any other thoughts in this weird, wacky, wonderful world of wrestling that we didn't cover that somebody just feels the need to get off their chest? Not really. I'm good. We we we've talked about quite a bit, and it wasn't always on topic. We we went into some interesting waters. Tony, yeah, don't say to. Uh, say today that you weren't going to say on DWI or foreshadow maybe Tony extra thoughts Tony after dark Tony after a couple more beers whatever I'm I'm good till we get to the closing <laughs> oh boy <laughs> alright cool hey man shout out to Pat McAfee shout out to Dominic Mysterio y'all and had Pat great Oswald. debuts and who Pat Oswalt and Pat Oswalt. Shout out to Pat Oswalt, man. <laughs> Thanks for being a good sport in all of this, man. I really do think you're funny, man. Yeah, you we seem had, like we, a cool dude. Man. We're, we're going to assume you're a good sport. Yeah, we're going to assume you're a good sport, sir. <laughs> and shout out to just wrestling in general, man. I feel as if wrestling had a really good week, man. I enjoyed TakeOver. I enjoyed SummerSlam. I enjoyed Raw. SmackDown last Friday wasn't too bad. Wrestling, it was a good, good week, man. I even Hell, I even enjoyed Impact. NXT tonight, yeah. But next week they're they're building to something big and I'm sure we'll get to that. But um yeah, so I guess that's all I really got to say. Uh Mr. Blast, why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you, sir? You can find me on the Twitter at IWC Warchief and doing New Japan reviews and impact reviews and maybe maybe a couple opinion pieces here or there on the chairshot dot com. Chris? I have like the uh, Eddie Edwards versus uh, RVD match. For more than just Katie Forbes twerking, right? For more than just Katie Forbes twerking, but that's a, okay. that's a hot act, her and, and RVD. That's a hot act. It's a yeah. good gimmick. I, I do agree. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hey man, y'all can y'all can find me on, on Twitter at the Real C Plaid. I'm all over Chairshot, man. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm sure I'll come up at something or at some point. Uh, three man weave. New episode coming out next Monday. I'm sure we're gonna have a lot to talk about, so make sure y'all tuning into that. And then uh, I, I was just trying to play it off because I slurred my words a little bit, so I was trying to play it off by the. Uh, but more importantly, make sure y'all go to poorwrestlingtees.com. You can edit that out. But make sure y'all go to poorwrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. Again, I say it week in and week out. If you enjoy the content we provide here for you at the chair shot, both audio and written word, because some people still read. The best way to make sure that you we keep providing that content is by going to poorwrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. Because much like PBS we depend on listeners and readers like you thechairshot.com it's not just a website it's a movement commissioner um i live in southeast wisconsin and i'm not gonna not say anything about what's going on right now if you I, i i'm a white male and i live in southeast wisconsin if you're a white person and you do not understand what's going on, talk to somebody, ask questions, figure it out. Things need to change, regardless of how you feel and, and how things are you're in your neighborhood. I, I'm just, I just encourage change because these kind of things can't happen regardless of what you see or what you hear and how you think. You need to understand what's going on and the only way to do that is to ask questions and be supportive because I'm telling you right now what's happening isn't right and more understanding needs to be had black lives matter and we need equality in this country you can follow me at PC Tony hey man that's well said man and frankly, I, I appreciate you saying that because it means more from you saying that than it does me, which kind of speaks to what it was you were trying to say. But no, seriously, man, thank you for that. And I, I, I have a little I'll have a lot of fun at you all's expense, man, because of your whiteness. But I just want you all to know. And this is shoot. I love both of y'all. And we just be on here having fun, man. We're just friends hanging out having some drinks man talking shit about wrestling but I'm, I'm glad that you said that and I appreciate that you said that and I thank you for saying that so that being said for Mr. Andrew Belaz for the Commissioner PC Tunney I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes Christopher Platt we appreciate you all tuning in to the latest edition of Pot is War I promise we'll be better next week even though we probably won't but we will see you back here next week same plat time same plat channel until then to the whole country man shalom and I don't even know if y'all know what that means but it means peace that's why I say it shalom up.
On the latter note, when y'all go get on this air fryer game? <laughs> I just recently talked to someone that got an air fryer, and I said you should have got a pizza oven. Well, depending on the air fryer that you get, it will serve duly as a pizza oven. The one I have does. Not everybody's got Christopher Platt money. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 